By way of beginning this Christmas Eve message the way every preacher, of course, wants to begin every Christmas Eve message, that being by <clears throat> wooingly, compellingly, instantly, almost even verging on brilliantly, grasping your listeners' wholehearted and fully engaged attention. I want to begin this message uh, this Christmas Eve with a vocabulary lesson. I can feel it. You're, you're hooked, right? Okay, the English majors are hooked. Reality, uh, the rest of you are on the fence and fading fast. Hang in there. I think this works. The miracle Christians celebrate this night, the miracle Christians claim was birthed, swaddled, and cradled this night is the miracle theologians refer to as the miracle of, and here's the vocabulary word, the incarnation. Incarnation, at the root of which stands the Latin word carnis, which means flesh or meat. Think of the related Spanish phrase, chili con carne, chili with meat. From this one word comes not just Spanish, but also English words like carnal, of the flesh, carnage, slaughter of flesh, and carnivorous, flesh or meat eating. The miracle Christians celebrate this night, the miracle Christians claim was birthed, swaddled, wiped clean, dried, cradled, and nursed this night is the miracle of the Incarnation. The miracle which claims that lying in that starlit bunk of animal food and bedding was more than Mary's little boy. Lying in that starlit bunk of straw was literally God con carne, God with meat on. It's a six or seven pound or so miracle which in the final contraction and push from a first-time and teenaged mother slurps into the world and just like that turns just about every religion there is in the world upside down, turns perhaps even some of our own understandings of the Christian faith upside down. For it is a miracle which proclaims that the heart of faith and the heart of God are not found in a spiritual move up, up, and away from this world. This miracle proclaims rather that the heart of faith and the heart of God are found in love's move down to and out into the world. <clears throat> and the love this miracle is talking about is specifically not love that's just a nice idea, in our minds or just a warm fuzzy feeling or heaven forbid just a religious doctrine the love this miracle is talking about is love that's the real thing because it's love it is love whose heart con carne is really beating the incarnation the flesh and blood proclamation that God does not exist just as an idea in our minds or as an ideal in our heavens but as a presence in our midst. The incarnations, God's love not in some far-off spiritual place, and us charged with somehow spiritually finding and seeking our own way to that place, but rather God's love with beating heart come to our place, seeking after us. 
the incarnation, God con carne, God's love with meat on, God's love with flesh that is the very flesh of absolutely us, God's love, in other words, in its first Christmas moment, exactly like us in our first moments. Helpless, vulnerable, dependent, crying, suckling, peeing, and pooping. And the poop stinks. Okay, now I've got the attention of the English majors and the junior high boys. Did I go too far? Did I just take this image of God con carne, God with meat on, God with us on, though, though literally spot on, did I just take it so literally perhaps as maybe just a little bit to offend a bit or insult? Please don't take this wrong, but I kind of hope so. Because you know what? I think we've oftentimes made Christmas and Jesus too uninsulting, too inoffensive, too much, well, more hallmarky than he really was and really is. Because this child, the fact is we may well sing, Oh, come, let us adore him, and let us sing such. But this child, when it all settles down, will not be adored. This child, this child whom we now see in such mean a state, in that rugged, probably hewn stone manger, would in the end, with angels not singing but dead silent, at least as far as he could hear, be not adored but forsaken not swaddled and nursed and laid in the hay, but stripped and ridiculed and spiked to a rugged wooden cross. Because 33 years from that first Christmas Eve, church and state, not separated, but hand in hand, will agree that he is an insult. An insult from the world, which the world will be better off without and so in 33 years, church and state, leaders of religious kingdoms and political kingdoms will agree that they and their kingdoms would best be rid of him. And let's be clear, it's not hard at all to find leaders of religious kingdoms and leaders of political kingdoms with joined hands saying the same things today. In our world, in our nation, and God help us in some places that call themselves our churches. God con carne, God with meat on. It's an almost insulting image I do kind of like, for it foreshadows the truth that this one will be deemed an insult and killed for it. And what is the insult? Well, take your pick. In a world whose flesh and blood kings and king wannabes say, here's the power of my sword, or here's the power of my money, kneel at my feet, he in the flesh will say, the greatest are the least, and the least are the greatest, and then con carne, he will kneel to wash feet. In a world which loves to build walls to keep those damned thems where they belong, he con carne seeks out those huddled on the other sides of our walls to assure them that they do belong to him. Unless they think that's more than they can believe, he himself will prove willing to be damned even to hell to make it clearly believable. 
In a world where the chasm between the haves and the have-nots continues both to widen and deepen, the haves ever working on new narratives to convince themselves and each other that both they and the have-nots have exactly what they deserve, he, con carne, will define as having the very most those who count not their alleged solo achievements, but rather their blessings, than to share what they have been blessed with. In a world where too many of those pious do think that to be more spiritual is to be drawn higher up, up and away, up there closer to God and closer to heaven, he who was God and was with God left heaven and left some of his very Godness behind that he, we, he might know in the flesh and reach in the flesh to a world so loved by God but so far from heaven. God from Mary's womb, the Savior con carne. God at Mary's breast, the Savior with meat on. God with dirty diapers, the Savior in the flesh. It's an almost insulting image, the almost insultingness of which foreshadows for us the truth that he was, and sisters and brothers, he remains an insult to the values of a world, the persistence of whose priorities continue to reveal that there is a whole lot we still no need, so need saving from. What child is this who laid to rest in Mary's lap is sleeping? This child is love con carne, for he will teach us and he will in his flesh and with his flesh show us that God is love. Love for sinners pleading, love sinners seeking and saving. Love loving you and showing us all, con carne, a better way and the way in flesh in flesh that is our flesh is love. Amen.